0: In a hospital, nurses make it all happen. They're the lifeblood. You can't run a hospital without the nurses. But how do you find them? Better yet, how do you find the right ones for any particular hospital? So imagine you're responsible for rostering nurses in a busy ICU shift every day and night. The nature of the work means there's a bunch of on-demand nurses with different skills and availabilities, and you've got a load of casual hospital shifts to fill. The reality is it's not a simple process. But my guest today is tackling the problem head-on with Upaged, a solution connecting healthcare facilities, nursing agencies, and compliant clinicians in a fully integrated ecosystem. Check it out, Team Health Tech, let's make it happen.
1: Welcome to Talking Health Tech with Peter Birch, a podcast featuring conversations with key players and influencers to promote innovation and collaboration for better healthcare enabled by technology.
0: With me today is Zara Lord, the CEO and founder of Upaged, a digital talent platform providing a direct connection between on demand nurses and casual work in hospitals. Zara is also an eighth year intensive care nurse who's combined her skills, knowledge, and experience in technology and nursing to build Upaged. Zara is all about delivering value, enabling informed clinical decision making, and delighting users with technology that doesn't require an in service to learn which is a novelty in healthcare. Hey, Zara, how are you?
1: I'm really well, thanks, Pete. How are you?
0: I'm really good, thank you. I've been looking forward to this chat for a while because we've chatted for a bit in the Talking Health Tech community, and I know a little bit about you, paged and the problems that you solve, but it's great to really put aside the time and get to know it a bit more and get to know you. So thanks so much for joining. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. So tell us about you. What's your background?
1: I grew up on a cattle station in remote Northwest Queensland. Uh, We had a really practical upbringing um, and the kind of environment where if something was broken, you fixed it yourself. When I was growing up, I was surrounded by really strong driven business people and I think a lot of that has rubbed off on me. When I finished school, I pursued nursing and until a few years ago, I worked as an eighth year registered nurse in a really big intensive care unit in the north side of Sydney, which I absolutely loved and I miss it every day.
0: What's it like working as a intensive care unit nurse, especially for eight years? Because it seems pretty hardcore. <laughs>
1: it's awesome. I feel like it's. it might sound a bit corny, but I find it a privilege to be able to care for someone in what is one of the worst moments of their life or their loved one's life. And you... I'm almost in a position of privilege where you can do the smallest things to really change someone's experience of that moment. So whether it's redirecting their attention away from the numbers and onto that person's face or holding their hand, or creating a bit of clarity around what's actually going on. I absolutely love it. I also felt really privileged to work with the team that I worked with. Uh, watching a cardiac arrest happen in the intensive care unit is a truly beautiful thing. There's so much happening all at once but no one's yelling, everyone's talking calmly, communicating well. It's quite extraordinary and it is truly a privilege to be a part of that and work with such incredible doctors and nurses
0: in those moments. And as well, I've worked with a few that have come from that environment, so a few clinicians that have spent the majority of the time in that high stakes intensive care setting. And the level of communication and organization and prioritization that they've got is just next level, it's something to be admired. So it certainly does drill into you like the necessary skills that can then be transferable to other areas of life as well. So it must be pretty handy.
1: Yeah, massively, massively. You never wish for anyone to fall unwell, but as a intensive care clinician, you're almost grateful for the exposure because every time you have the more exposure you have in a critical situation, the better you become. So the more fearful thing is that you don't see an arrest for six months, 12 months, and you you start to de-skill a little bit. Whereas when you're in those situations regularly, start to become really proficient and the team works beautifully together.
0: You're the CEO and you've created YouPage. So fill that gap for me. How did that all come about?
1: Basically, it's from my experience working as a clinician on both sides of the problem. So I was a full-time permanent intensive care nurse uh, receiving agency nurses that I knew nothing about, trying to allocate them with patients uh, when I knew nothing about their skills and trying to support them to still perform at a high standard. Uh, But also working as an agency nurse being placed in random hospitals and random departments all over Sydney. You arrive on shift and no one knows anything about your background and allocating you with patients that you're not really that well-equipped to look after as well as being in an familiar environment
0: and just to clarify it's not like in a hospital nurses are employed most of the time like if you're an office environment and you know you come to the same shift every day or you're an employee it's, it sounds like there's a lot of casuals and a lot of shifts moving around
1: so in a ward you'll have your full-time permanent nurses then when there are uh, sick leaves cancellations or flows of patient numbers they first of all go to the hospital's casual nurses and they'll fill the gaps when those casual nurses are exhausted then they'll pick up the phone and call nursing agencies that's usually done through this crazy supply chain of staffing meetings and phone calls so icu-wide staffing meeting to a hospital-wide staffing meeting the numbers get sent to the staffing unit the staffing unit will yeah. then phone anywhere from 10 to 12 nursing agencies to fill the gaps the agencies text the nurses the nurses text back and back down the supply <laughs> chain comes zara lord 7 a.m to 3 30 p.m that's all we know about
0: Wow. It sounds like then a lot of hands getting involved and quite a costly process really from a hospital point of view. Is that a problem across all of Australia? Is that what you'd find across any hospital setting?
1: Yeah, massively. So they say about 8% of the workforce work agency, around 30% work casually in hospitals and it's a really reactive process so hospitals are responding last minute to their their roster shortages which means that the fees are really high because you're having to do very quick placements. And it's not until hospital gets 10 months into the year that they've realized that they've spent $3 million this year on agency fees. So they block all mm-hmm. use of agency staff for the last two months of the year and leave everyone to work short-staffed and everyone to work overtime, which is really fatiguing.
0: It sounds like one of those problems that you kind of needed to be in the thick of to be able to really understand it. And it's probably one that's too complex sometimes for someone to think what's a good solution for this. So it sounds like, you know, you're definitely on that path. So what does UPage look like? It sounds like you need to be able to connect both the clinician and the hospital.
1: So what does UPage look like? Yeah, that's right. Uh, It's all around profiling. So we have a lot of compliance that a nurse needs to do, which is one of the big problems we want to solve as well is that for a nurse to get a job, they've got to do all this repeated document gathering. And it can be of sometimes a three months process to get placed in a permanent role.
0: So it sounds like there's a few stakeholders involved. There's, you know, not just from the hospital side, but then the nurses, so all these other people in between. So how far do you get involved with all of them? Is it primarily just something you provide to hospitals to sort out or are you involved with all the different stakeholders and who are those?
1: We see everyone as a stakeholder in UPage because uh, we want to improve patient outcomes. We want to get nurses more meaningful work and have them better valued and respected. And we want to get hospitals more specialized talent to look after their patients. But we've also added another dimension to that, which is the nursing recruitment agencies who have large pools of talent and are currently being cut out of the market by hospitals that are forced to restrict their use of agency staff to meet budgets. Um, So we want to bring them into the ecosystem as well So that their sole job is uh, managing their pool of talent. They put them into the platform and the talent can be selected directly from hospitals. So it gives them a lot more longevity in the industry. So hospitals know exactly that, know that they're getting a compliant nurse that's well-suited to the role and at the right price. Kind of
0: sounds like you're... And I've heard the term before as well, like, you know, the Uberizing of this kind of process where you've got a bit of a marketplace concept going on. One thing I always think of, though, when people are Uberizing something or a process is that it's, you know, disrupting the norm and then there's incumbents that lose out. Like, you've got the cranky taxi drivers when Uber came in and then so taxi drivers will try and shut down Uber because it's doing something that is, you know, encroaching on their space. Does anyone lose out or get displaced with you, Paige, and what your kind of that new process that you're trying to implement?
1: The only ones that will lose out is if the quality of the talent doesn't match the price. Um, so that is, mm. with, uh, so we now that we're bringing nursing agencies into the mix as well. We're able to offer a lot more interoperability, a lot more innovation in that space, so that we can bring on-demand healthcare into the digital age, but in a way that provides a lot more value than has been done before. So no is the answer to your question uh, because agencies are, are included in this model. The only way they'll lose out is if they're too expensive because they won't be the ones that are picked unless they have the right talent. So if you've got a pediatric anesthetic nurse, then a hospital might have to pay a bit more to get the right talent on a Friday night shift.
0: And so then who's actually buying you, Page? Since you've got so many different stakeholders involved, who's the customer from your eyes?
1: Uh, hospitals and nursing agencies are both our customers. We've got a large number of hospitals on now and growing, um, growing every month. Uh, but we're, now that we're incorporating agencies, we've got a couple of nursing agencies that have recently joined with us to help us fill shift gaps. And then, yeah, nurses, I suppose, are in our, they're not a customer, but they're, they're our main user and the people that we want to please and delight. And we're building a really passionate group of nurses that care about what we're doing. I
0: was going to say, you know, watching you paged on socials and other platforms too, it looks like you've built a neat little community of nurses who must be coming back and using the platform a bit more to look for work or, or, you know, be placed in shifts. So that sounds like a really important element to all of this as well too, is that community of workers who are keen to come back.
1: Yeah, massively. Nurses are really proud of their skills and experience and, it's something that hasn't been um, credited much in on-demand work, especially when you arrive and you're having to uh, your first shift in a department and you're having to prove yourself very quickly. It doesn't matter that you've got all this wonderful experience because in this moment, this particular nurse on the ward is penalizing you for not knowing how to do this one particular skill when you might have a myriad of other skills, but they don't know that. So the nurses love that because they're being selected by the hospital or by the department manager and they're being appreciated for the skills and experience they've got rather than discredited for those they don't. Have so now we've got an awesome following of nurses and the feedback from our hospitals is is really positive. They they absolutely love them.
0: That's so cool. And obviously, 2020 was disruptive for pretty much everybody in healthcare and every industry in the world. How did that all impact you, Page? Positively or negatively, or not at all, in terms of COVID and everything?
1: Good question, Pete. We had a wild year. It was like nothing I've ever experienced in my life. Um, we were, by about February last year, we were making really good progress with um, onboarding new hospitals. Then COVID hit and hospital productivity plummeted. So uh, the hospitals that we had onboarded didn't have any need for their regular nurses, let alone casual nurses, let alone UPage nurses. So we pivoted really quickly. We were contacted by Medibank uh, when they were setting up the COVID hotline for Health Direct, And we were Medibank's biggest provider for their hotline. They called us and needed a 1,000 nurses and they needed them in four days. We managed to fill it within the time frame, but they, so we had 284 nurses on board in four days. Sorry, they needed a thousand by the following Monday. Oh, no. and there was just, I think we were throwing curveballs about every eight hours and we had 1600 applicants for the role. So you can imagine our customer service channels were just going off the charts. But the feedback we got from, the, from Medibank at the end of it was that you page nurses were Probably more informed than any other nurse in the program because we had really good onboarding processes. We custom built them an onboarding journey so they knew every step of the way what was going to be happening next. So that was quite an experience. And I think it really got our name out there among the nursing community as well, who are really grateful for this type of work at a time when a lot of nurses were without work.
0: Yeah so good and what about now for hospitals and for health providers that were at this stage of COVID, whatever you call it and it's looking at doing things differently why is now a good time to implement something like you paged within their whole ecosystem
1: there is a huge backlog of work to be done in the healthcare system that we're going to be working on for the next 10 years um, hospital demand has already started to pick up and there's not enough nursing workforce to to meet those gaps um, it's especially difficult with COVID restrictions still being in place. And the vaccinations cannot come out fast enough. Um, and so that's restricting where nurses can work and what extra work they can pick up. But workforce mobility is going to be an essential part of that because as much as they're putting grads through the universities, the type of nurses that the hospitals are needing at the moment are the really experienced, specialized nurses to fill those gaps. So when you've got um, nurses being underutilized in one hospital, they need to be made available to pick up the gaps in other the hospitals to ensure that the show can go on, so to speak.
0: And just thinking about you, Page. generally, how have you guys grown so far? Have you bootstrapped the whole thing or have you raised or are you raising?
1: Yeah, entirely bootstrapped so far. We had some initial investment from family and friends and have managed to survive last year with pivoting to a few different areas now we've actually got a capital raise open at the moment though so our first formal round raising our seed round which is really exciting and we're, we're trying to be very strategic about who we get in the cap table to ensure that we've got a really diverse uh, group of minds uh, in there to help us execute this
0: very cool and you talked about a team before how big's the team yeah, there's seven of us now
1: they're awesome wow. i'm so grateful to have every one of them because every one of them do their role ten thousand times better than i could do it so it's a huge weight off my shoulders and means that we can uh yeah we can continue to grow at the pace we want to grow perfect
0: and so what's on the horizon for you guys what can we look out for in the future from you Page?
1: Yeah, I think for the moment, uh, a lot of a lot of VCs want to see you going global, but we've got enough of a problem to to solve here in Australia. So it's all about creating a really bespoke, beautiful uh, solution for healthcare workforce in Australia, um, and that means nationwide, from public, private sector, uh, rural and remote area, uh, to all the unique specialties um, that make up nursing. There was a lot of you might have heard that the aged care. Royal Commission came out yesterday, which means one of the decisions in that was they're going to APRA register carers and bring a lot of the compliance that is currently in the acute sector into the aged care sector. So that will mean that we're very well placed to step into that space with the level of compliance that we have in New Paged.
0: Amazing. Well, look, I'll put all the details for you, page in the show notes of this episode and on the website so people can check out and get in touch with you if they need more information or if they're wanting to learn more. Look, Zara, I'm looking forward to seeing all the exciting things progressing through you, and the result of, you know, all the raising and growth that you've got uh, ahead of you. So good luck with all of that and thank you so much for your time.
1: Thanks, Pete. It's been wonderful. Thanks for listening to the show